With working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? It's impossible to do it all, yet we're asked to each day. Listen to hear how one high-wire woman, Rosanna Berardi, stays on the high wire while managing a busy law firm, a consulting business, teaching at a law school, parenting her 14-year-old son, and maintaining a happy and healthy marriage. Let Rosanna show you how to make sense of your life and stay on that high wire. Okay, so Highway Women, I'm here today with Audrey Hall. Audrey is the CEO, guru, founder, owner of EcoServe. Audrey, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Rosanna. Thanks for having me. Uh, yes, I am Audrey Hall, and I, uh, my husband and I, uh, Scott, own EcoServe Pest Services in Orchard Park. But first and foremost, I am a mother, a wild and free-spirited <laughs> five-year-old named Dakota, and uh, we have three labs at home, and there is never, never, ever, ever a dull moment. <laughs> wow, three labs. What are their names? Otis, Bailey, and Theo. And Theo is our youngest. He's two years old, and he is actually, um, we had his puppy picture sent to a graphic artist, and he was turned into like a character for EcoServe. So he's no now kidding. on our logo. He is at, like all over our website, and on our social media, we put him up on stuff. He goes to the office every day. So we'll usually post pictures of him snoring and uh, <laughs> just, being a, just being a goofball. And he start, he's been great the past year. He's, I think, uh, given us a reason to smile during the day, which is yeah, nice. That's awesome. You're going to have to get him an agent soon. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're absolutely right. He's quite famous. People will call in and be like, how's Theo doing? And <laughs> he's done. <laughs> He's right here snoring if you'd like to hear him. <laughs> oh my God, that's hysterical. So tell yeah. us how you got into the pest business. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I mean, honestly, when it comes to pest control, there's two ways you kind of fall into this industry. You either you either fall into it by a job description somewhere that, you know, you just try something new or you uh, are born into it. I am the latter. I am second generation. My dad was in pest control right out of college, essentially, so I've grown up around it and never thought that I would be in this business. I really had plans to go for physical therapy, but after a year of biology and chemistry and <laughs> all of the stuff that you never thought would it take for PT, it apparently does. And so I went back <laughs> to school for business. I had already worked with my dad on weekends in the summertime growing up. On Saturdays, we'd wake up at five o'clock in the morning. We worked till five or six at night. And wow. that was my time with my dad. We just growing up, he was, you know, my right-hand person. So that was just fun for me. And then I just realized, you know, after, after business school that what we do is the bugs and stuff is a small portion of what we do, but the relationships that we build with our customers and being able to come in and solve their problems. It's such a cool feeling, you know, when you can. Make yeah. And I mean, you're, customers are stressed out and freaked out, right? So you come in and you fix that and you're like, wow, I love Audrey, right? <laughs> you know what? You get all, everyone on the spectrum, you get someone who, and, and even so with spouses and children, one will be like, I don't care at all that we have spiders in the house. And then right. another person will be like, I am totally, I've got arachnophobia. I can't have spiders in my house. So you have to have some really serious communication skills and I think that's another part of what makes it so interesting is that you deal with all sorts of emotions and mm -hmm. um, having to address those. And, you know, one of our, one of our company goals here is being empathetic 
and educational for customers because, you know, they don't know what's going on, but we certainly do. And it's part of our job to connect on an emotional level, but also be able to explain what's going on and be able to give them the steps to say how we're going to correct things. So that keeps it never a dull moment at work either, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's probably a lot of psychology, right? I mean, it's how you relate to people, how you deliver news. I had one of your guys out about a month ago. We thought we had mice in our attic and he was like, no, you have bats. I'm like, what? Bats? Wait a minute, in our house, like I, it wasn't even on my radar screen that that could be a thing because our house is only like 15 years old. And to me, like bats are in houses that are really old. I don't know why I think that, but I do. I almost passed out when he told me. When I told my husband, he almost, he's like, what? Like we were, it was shocking. And that's not, I mean, bats are so much more difficult. That's what, that's what. Oh, you exclude them out and you, you can't miss any nook or cranny with a bat service. And mice, it's a different, it's a different ball game. that's much easier to handle, but I yeah, know, and, you I, know. We had a mouse that ran through our house on Thanksgiving and I was like, ah, eh, just a little field mouse. Like it didn't bother me, but the thought of like bats flying around are so creepy. And boy, did I learn quickly when we talked to the bat guy, like bats have a lot of rights in New York state. You cannot mess around with bats. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as they should, they're super beneficial for the yeah. environment. There's a ton of insects around the outside, but, you know, the other side of it too is, you know, getting them in the house, their droppings can carry certain diseases and not good things, not to mention if they get in the house, there's another layer of problems with rabies and it's, so while they're great for the environment, it's best to keep them outside. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny when your worker said that, we had bats. I'm like, how do you know that? And he's like, oh, there's iguana. And I'm like, wait, we have iguana and bats. I didn't know that. I didn't know the bat droppings were called guana or guano. You're close, guano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and he was wearing a mask and I was wearing a mask. So I was like, I said to my husband, we have a guana. He's like, what? <laughs> it's like the most bizarre cover. He's like, no, not iguana. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. This is terrible. I just wanted Audrey's company to just fix it all. And I thought it was a couple mice. And yeah, I was like, oh my God, it was a crazy, crazy couple hours, but we're good. We're figuring it out. So you're working mom. You've got a five-year-old. She's in school. Like this pandemic's been a disaster for working moms like us. Like, how have you handled it? Is she remote? Is she in school? Tell us about that. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I can't even begin to tell you how lucky I am on so many different levels. So Dakota goes to Orchard Park and she's in kindergarten. So basically they have been in school for this entire school year. Wow. Last year was a different story, but you know, since September, she's been in class every day, normal schedule with the exception of two weeks in like around Thanksgiving, they shut it down when it got really bad. And so, I mean, the biggest thing when that happened was they had had like a few weeks to prepare the Chromebooks and all of the materials that were needed for in-home learning. And I called my mom that day. She's down in Florida. They live, they're snowbirds. They're here half the year in wintertime. They're in Florida, like, like smart people would be. And I'm just like, mom, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. I am freaking out. Um, so I already knew that most people were, you know, I knew a lot of working moms who had to do it at home and mm-hmm. I just the horror stories. And my mother is a hero to me because she 
booked a flight for the next weekend after Thanksgiving to come home and watch my daughter while I went to work every day. Wow. That does not happen for most people. So that's um, amazing. To say that I'm fortunate is an understatement and my heart goes out to moms. You know, moms and dads love to stay home and deal with it because I I do a lot of networking. I talk to a lot of people during the day and I have a lot of Zoom calls. And it's normal now for people to have kids interrupting phone calls Mm -hmm. or, you know, to have to step aside to get a school classroom back up and running. And that would just stress me out to no end. Not even that, not even just the parents, but like the teachers too, being a stay-at-home having to work from home, but then also try to teach my child, my five-year-old lunatic, um, how to stay focused on schoolwork. Just, I mean, they're amazing. Yeah, for sure. They're like little crazy minion, like herders. (laughs) They like herd them and it must be magic because I can't figure it out. I can't control my five-year-old, let alone, you know, 15 of them. I know. And they do it every day, right? Like that's smile on her face like yeah where do these people come from (laughs) I don't know I wasn't born from that I wasn't cut from that cloth at all and yeah it's been a crazy crazy time and hopefully it seems like the tide's turning a little bit hopefully COVID rates are going down in western New York and schools are going back and I think hoping we're moving in the right direction because I know it's been brutally stressful for especially working women because a lot of women have been forced out of the workplace because someone's got to stay home. Yeah. Um, And and that's been really, really bad on a lot of different levels. Yeah. I was reading that. I was reading or hearing somewhere that, that women, you know, all that progress that was made getting women back in the workforce and finding that balance has virtually been eliminated. Um, Yeah. So I hope we're able to bounce back after this and uh, kind of, get back to where we were before. Yeah, definitely. For sure. It's definitely been a traumatic year on a lot of levels. So you're busy. You are a high wire woman. You are that woman trying to stay on that high wire every day and not tumble to your death. <laughs> not to be over dramatic, but you know, you're running a business, you got a kid, you got three dogs, you got a spouse and a house and all that stuff. Like I always say like, what's your one thing? Like what's your, what, think about your life. Think about what you use, what you do. Like, what's the one thing that you're like, man, I would be so screwed without this one thing. Like, do you have one? So I got, I got two. And okay. I hope I don't put the rules like I need to. So my, my first is one of the things that we discussed was Instacart. My entire life, Rosanna, I have hated grocery shopping. Same. Hated it. On the weekends, my husband, Scott, would be like, let's take a family trip to the oh. grocery store. And we'll all peruse the aisles like like it's an activity (laughs) certified activity like a family out and like I despise it I hate it I hate I hate it always has driven me nuts I sound crazy but the idea of going to the store going in the store putting your things into the cart and then you have to put them on the belt and then they bag it and then they put the bags into the cart and then you take the cart to the the vehicle you put the if you it's like it's just a bunch of like transfer of stuff. So many steps, right? Yeah. So Instacart has literally changed my life. I will never, I hope it literally never disappears ever again. It just gets better. That's number one. And number two, I am a firm believer in surrounding yourself with other people that are way smarter than you and (laughs) literally just want to support you and have a good time. I I met a, um, 
a friend of mine through, I went through the National Pest Management Association, their executive leadership program in 2017, and met, you know, there's nine other classmates in this program. It was pretty intensive for two years, but one person, Ashley Morrison, is a dear friend of mine out of North Carolina, and I don't know if I could do what I do without her. She is my sounding board every single day. Mm-hmm. She is the one person that I literally can tell anything to, aside from, you know, my husband and my parents. And she knows how it's like being a mom. You know, she's got three kids. She's wow. got chickens. She's got dogs. Wow. And she also runs a larger pest control company than I do. Mm-hmm. So this, this woman is like, she's like, I want to, like, I'm looking like, okay, I don't have it together but I need to pull it together because she has it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great inspiration, right? It's somebody that like when you talk to or ask questions to, like she knows where you're coming from and yeah. it's hard. It's hard to find that. I mean, your spouse means well, but doesn't always understand. Like, I mean, my husband's a lawyer as well, but we don't work together. And I'm like, no, it's just different. Like when you run your own business, it's different, right? You gotta have your one person, especially outside yeah. of, you know, the household that you you can rely on. I can't, before when it was just without her, I think there were moments where I just literally almost lost my brain. And now I can kind of decompress, explain things, get it off my chest. I wish, you know, I, I hope for everyone that they have their one person Mm -hmm. like I do. Yeah. The one person and Instacart combo. That's pretty powerful. Definitely powerful. Delivered groceries and friends. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I could be a paid spokesperson for Instacart because you know, I've been waiting for it for my my whole life. Like I, I remember it rolled out on August first, twenty nineteen. Like I remember the day. Could be a spokesperson. And you know, I have had conversations with so many women that that fight me on it and say, "Why should I pay somebody to do something uh-huh. I can do myself?" And I'm like, "Why wouldn't you?" Like, unless it's your thing. I mean, I do know a few people that. They love grocery shopping, which I don't understand. But, you know, I love Disney and a lot of people don't understand either. But for everyone else that's like, well, you know, I like to pick out my produce. I'm like, do you really care the quality of your tomato enough to spend two or three hours on a weekend going to Wegmans? I would argue all day. I don't care. I don't. I just don't care. Listen, here's the deal. You don't know what you don't know. Like right. You don't know what our produce is there. It could be horrible. And they right. pick the best one it could for be the best you. one. Right. Right. And they do occasionally screw up some things. For me, I'm like, I didn't have to go. I'm thankful for whatever I have in these bags. And, you know, like I calculated the annual cost and some of the items are marked up. And for me personally, it runs me about an extra eight bucks a week. And for me, I'd rather just not go to Starbucks if I had to save money because it's not worth my time. I could be doing so many other things, either working or enjoying my life that I would gladly give up the $8 for. So it's like, it's opportunity cost. What, yes. what, what is your time worth? And what is your stress level worth? Because right. my weekends, I enjoy my weekends. I'm kind of, I kind of like hoard that time up a little bit, but yeah, if I can take that away and just have it delivered to my door and all I have yes. to do is unpack it and put it away. Uh, all day long. All and day. like pre-COVID, like they would bring it in my kitchen. I mean, it was amazing, oh. right? I was like, oh, wow. oh, that never happened to me. Well, you know, maybe I am a paid spokesperson. Maybe you could get like a platinum card or something. <laughs> I might. I should probably figure that out. Yeah, what well, hasn't happened since COVID, but 
huge time saver. It's all about choices, right? Like people ask me, and the reason I started High Wire Women was like, people have asked me for years, like, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it all? How do you travel? How do you, how do you scale your firm? How do you delegate? And I'm like, it has to be very intentional, right? You have to have intentional things in order to keep your sanity, especially now. I mean, COVID is just exasperated it like times a million. Yeah. I think for me, the, the biggest thing is you pick and choose what you're going to be intentional about because you can't do it all. I get sucked into that rabbit hole. And this is like my biggest thing. I get sucked in the rabbit hole of comparing myself to others. And I see how they're keeping it together or seemingly keeping it together. Right. Because I think right. so many people put on this perception of what they want everyone to see. And I am not about that. I am very transparent about what a mess <laughs> it can be over <laughs> here and a beautiful mess at that, but things will not be perfect. A perfect world is not possible. So I think appreciating the messy moments, understanding that the house won't always be clean or laundry is not always going to be kept up right. or deadlines aren't like at work. Deadlines aren't going to be met on my part as well as my team's part. And I think we're all human. I think that's part of the beauty of it is that we never going to go the way you expected it to sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. And so that's an expectation I try to live by. And just knowing that really helps frame everything, right? So, so when you go into it, knowing, okay, this isn't going to be perfect. When there are hiccups or issues, then you're like, okay, like this sucks, but you know, and I always have to tell myself, this has happened before in another capacity, right? And we survived it and we're fine. You know, the U.S.-Canadian border closes and I'm like, whoa, we're screwed, right? But, you know, we made it. It's tough. It's not been easy, but I'm like, all right, I solved that problem. The next problem that comes along, I just have to remember that I did this, you know? And it, But it's hard as humans because we want things to be perfect and we live in this social media world where everything looks shiny and bright. But I always say no one's, taking pictures of their dirty bathroom or their laundry baskets, right? Like I'm not. No, God, you're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I will lose so many friends. Oh, yeah, man. exactly. Right. <laughs> so it's almost spring. It's almost spring in Western New York. I'm hopeful. I know this is probably the cusp of your busy time. If you had to tell our high wire woman, like, you know, how to get ready for spring from a pest perspective. Is there anything we should be doing now that yeah. would be helpful? Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest one is once the weather thaws a little bit, once the snow melts a little bit and you can get outside and really get a handle on what the outside of the house looks like. Honestly, prevention, pest prevention is a huge part of what is on a professional side, that's what we do for our customers, mm -hmm. but recognizing a bunch of little stuff. So if you got firewood that's up against the house, you want to get that away, at least get it away from the house quite a bit because carpenter ants can get into that. And then all of a sudden those carpenter ants get in your house. And then you may not even know that they're there on the walls because you're not going to tear down walls to, to find it. You just, it, right. it kind of happens. And then tree branches that are touching the structure of a house Trimming those back, again, trees can carry carpenter ants, but those branches that touch the house can also be a highway into the house. Uh -huh. So, I mean, it literally just takes like one of those things, like a little lava thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's not very professional terminology, but the <laughs> other thing, <laughs> getting that trimmed around the outside of the house is a big deal. And then looking at where your pipes come in, whether it's plumbing, HVAC, 
where your cable lines run in around the corners of the house, like where the J channel is, Mm -hmm. all of those things with harsh, harsh winters, the caulking and the foam that is supposed to keep all of that tightly sealed, it expands and contracts with the freezing temperatures. And a lot of times it breaks off. So even a, even a two or three year old house, that stuff can break off. And as soon as that gets broken off, like a pinky size Mm -hmm. can let bugs in, uh, you know, can let a mouse in and if you cut that off, you're cutting off a pest problem, potential pest problem. So sealing up those areas with a clear silicone caulk or some foam, it goes a long way. Stuff like that is a simple fix. I always say taking 10, 15 minutes around the outside of your house to look for that stuff. Yeah. So true or false, somebody told me that a mouse can enter through like, like not a pinhole, but a really small entry point. Is that true? No. Okay. It literally takes somewhere between like a pinky and a a thumb size. Okay. All right. Um, It doesn't take the real issue with mice and rodents in general is that they do a lot of gnawing. So they can gnaw through like that foam and the foam caulking. Mm -hmm. They can gnaw through that if they know where they're going. They'll Uh, fill that up and you'll, you know, see some, some of it on the bottom and they'll get through that and then make their way inside. And it's all over from there. And they're going inside for warmth, right? Heat, warmth. A bunch of different reasons to escape the environment, to escape predators, looking for a place to, to have young, their young or water. It's a, kind of the, the trifecta. Got it. Uh, but they'll, they'll, you know, certainly sense that warmth from the outside as they're mm-hmm. walking by. Cool. Well, I'm excited for spring, even if it does mean bugs and rodents, because now I have you in my life. <laughs> I'm always here. You know that. <laughs> so tell our highway woman if they do have any issues, how they can reach you, how they can find you, how they can follow. You have really good social media posts. So <laughs> listeners, even if you're not into like bugs or pests, they're fun to look at Audrey's stuff. They're always very authentic and interesting. We do a lot of fun things around here. I'm a big believer in uh you spend most of your life at work. So you gotta make it fun. Yeah. And hearing about people going to work and they're miserable. And that just makes me so sad. So yep, my job same. is to make it fun. Check me. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, Audrey Hall and social media. Uh, Facebook is EcoServe Pest Services. Find us there. We do a lot of fun stuff there. We even do some competitions and stuff. And then our website's EcoServePest.com. and contact us through there or email me. I'm, I am readily available to talk bugs or being a dysfunctional mother or (laughs) all of those things. All of those things combined. All of them. It's uh, Audrey at EcoServePest.com. Well, thank you so, so much for being here. So fun. I'm glad that we live parallel lives. My disaster, he's 14, which I hate to tell you, it doesn't get easier. It just gets different. It's different. Now that I have a teenager, he's going to be 15 in June, which means I'm like a year away from driving, which is the most terrifying thought in the whole world. And I drive around a lot now, but I try to savor that time because I'm like, man, in a year, he's not going to need me, but it's fun. It's fun to have parallel lives with our little, little walking disasters. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter is, she gets it right from me though. I can't blame her. I know. And it's hard to watch yourself, right? You're like, oh my God. And my husband will be like, he's just like you. And I'm like, oh man. 
oh gosh, that's right. It's so true. I'll tell Scott all the time, like, why did you marry me? That, that, <laughs> is, that is rough. <laughs> yeah, when you're on the receiving end, you're like, oh, that's not a good look. So, well, listen, thanks again for being here. It was a delight and a joy. And for High Wire Women, stay on that high wire until the next time. <laughs>